time to spotlight the banks. This is it, folks. This is earnings season, and we begin. Um, I, I want to hear all about this. Joining us right now with a preview, Ken Leon, Global Director of Industry and Equity Research at CFRA. Ken, thank you so much for being with us. We will hear from J.P. Morgan, Morgan Stanley, City Wells Fargo this week. What are you going to be focusing on? Because this earnings season seems most important. Well, the results are going to be strong, but the outlook is what investors really want to know with the backdrop of potentially weaker economy, inflation driving to maybe recession out. Um, you know, a lot of information, Nicole, is already baked into the stock prices. Uh, that would be still very strong trading in the capital markets for both equity and fixed income. Uh, but on the investment banking side, we have seen steep uh, declines versus kind of the record levels of 2021 in debt and equity underwriting and mergers and acquisitions. So the capital markets, you could pr pretty much cross that out. And then you want to see with rising rates, uh, some widening of spreads on loans. Uh, it'll be mod modest, really. And I think more of the focus on these earnings calls is going to be on really the volume or the activity that we're seeing in commercial and consumer uh, for demand for loans. Um, I think that's really what will propel a bank stocks higher. Uh, and the biggest concern is that um, both the consumer and commercials might be pulling back because of worries about the outlook for the economy. So that's a big part of it. You know, are they lending? Um, you already mentioned that they've seen some of the other things drawing up, M&A and equity underwriting. I mean, we haven't had really many IPOs this year at all compared to last year where there was such a heavy influx, right? Um, completely different picture. So as you look at commercial versus consumer, right? You want to see a lot of loans happening, a lot of money on the move. Can you break it down commercial versus consumer as one stronger than the other? Are they both telling the same picture or worries about recession? Well, for the, the U.S. economy, the consumer is two-thirds or more of the economy. And uh, for the consumer, you know, it's really credit cards. And, you know, households are begin really getting pinched with higher living costs. Uh, the stimulus checks are running out. Personal savings rates are down significantly. Flip side for the banks, that means uh, the payoff of credit card balances uh, is not happening as much as they did in the last six to 12 months. Um, so that might be just an a near-term plus on consumer loans for credit card. Uh, mortgages, are, the volumes have slowed down significantly. Same with auto loans. Um, so, you know, again, um, the picture is okay. Uh, not to worry yet about <clears throat> really credit loss issues. On the commercial side, there is not a distressed industry. So we don't have to go to the dark side of figuring out, you know, what potentially could be uh, higher delinquencies or, or write-offs. Um, and, you know, we would okay. see maybe five, six percent on commercial loans. Uh, commercial real well, estate. Let's is get into vertical. some of the names. I'd like to get into some of the names because I feel like it's a lot of information and people will have a hard time processing or understanding it because they don't fully understand or necessarily know the very latest on each of the names because you have basically six key names reporting 
Um, when you talk about consumer loan activity not likely to return, also um, consumers reverting to bad habits, stacking higher credit card debt, for example, um, is that bad for certain names in the group? Are there some that seem to be faring better than others and why? Less for the banks than perhaps some of the credit card companies, you know, as you look out, <clears throat> mostly because the banks have higher FICO scores on who they're lending to. <clears throat> so I, I really don't see an issue there. Um, you know, I, again, I think it's really a matter of uh, the volume activity of loans and, and whether we're going to see uh, an increase that you know, a positive would be above five, six percent. A negative would be, you know, more in the one, two percent range. Um, and, and that would be mostly bearing weight on the more commercial banks of J.P. Morgan, uh, Bank of America, Wells Fargo. Uh, noted here, you know, the Morgan Stanley's and Goldman Sachs are taking wallet share in investment banking, although it's a much smaller market today. Um, and also, they, they just have strong franchises in asset and wealth management. It's reasons why we like Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs. Um, Citigroup is, you know, the, the banks are all cheap, but Citi is so cheap, trading at an all-time low of uh, price-to-neck tangible book value. <clears throat> so we're going to stay with it. And, you know, we like kind of the restructuring that's happening. Uh, but, you know, there are bumps along the road for Citigroup. Whereas Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs, uh, they're probably going to execute and have a pretty good quarter. Yeah, so that, let's go over that a little bit and expand on that. Because you said um, you do have some names that are buys and some that are holds. You just started to explain it a little bit to folks. So the buy ratings, to be clear here, Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, Citigroup, and Bank of America. Why? What is a theme among those names that really is standing out to you? Because you said the group obviously has been beaten down. Um, they're mostly executing at a high level versus the rest of the industry. And, uh, you know, when the going gets tough, these uh, large banks tend to take wallet share uh, and that helps their results. Additionally, uh, they're trading at really record low price and net tangible book value. Uh, and lastly, the yields uh, are, you know, for some of the banks up at three and a half to four percent. Not all of them, but several of them. Morgan Stanley is a good example. You know, so those yeah. are some of the high level reasons why we like them. And just the final question, when we finish this earnings season, right, at least for the banks part of it, middle of next week, are, what, are, what is going to be the tank way? The banks said this recession is this. What do you think we're going we're gonna to walk away from these earnings and will have learned? Yeah, I don't think the picture is going to be crystal clear because the managements are not going to go out with forward guidance for the rest of this year. They're going to be conservative for the third quarter. And I really think, Nicole, it's not until we see the consumers companies report, the Walmarts, the Targets, that we're really going to see, you know, what demand is out there. You know, so I, th I think I the banks and their business um, it's not going to be a bad quarter. It's just not one where anyone is going to get extremely bullish. Um, but these stocks are already, you know, fairly sold to oversold at this point. Well, I think that's an important point, too. Ken Leon, thank you of CFRA. Great to see you. So glad you were able to join us to talk about the banks and give us a good preview here. Appreciate it.